Lower your expectations. It's a hockey podcast from Lance, Coach, and Randall. Gabe Gifford Hockey is our Season 2 sponsor. Fantastic young man. He has recorded 21-hour stick time lessons and put them online as a course. It'll take your little champion through 20 hours of competitive hockey lessons. You can get more out of stick and puck with your child. It's better, and it's a lot less expensive than a regular private coach would be. Give him a look, because he's a great kid, and he's helped us out a lot. Hello and welcome to the Youth Hockey Podcast, episode 42. Uh, coach, uh, I, I, got a, I got some bad news for you on Coach. Uh, Lance, I hope, I hope you don't mind. Uh, well, let's hear it. Canada has taken Coach away. Canada, the, the, uh, the, the entire country... Uh, swallowed him up. Uh, last time I heard from him, he was going into Vancouver. Uh, I don't know. He said something about a trucker riot or something like that. That was the last thing I heard from him. Trucker riot, the bar, something. Something yeah. got a hold of him. And a lot of polite Canadians, I believe, may, may have uh, eventually escorted him uh, into to the border and told him to go home. I don't know what happened. That, what I'm trying to tell the audience is we don't have Coach Ralston for right now. But if we get back and link up with him, uh, I'm not sure if it's Canada's Wi-Fi that has uh, conspired against us, if it is simply uh, an act of uh, Canadian sabotage because they've learned how well our podcast was doing and they thought to themselves, hey, we'll just take take this podcast out before it gets too powerful. Uh, or do you have any other options there, Lance? Well, I'll tell you, you know, I, I, I'm just thinking back to the last time I was in Canada. I must admit, it took me a day or two to get my phone working that because might... there were special setups I had to do. And yeah, exactly. I, yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, know that we have not left Coach Ralston behind. He has merely uh, gone beyond the bounds of America and we no longer can find him. We may find him at any minute, or we may not find him at all. But we're going to try a new uh, segment at the beginning of the shows today, uh, the show that we're recording today, and that's called The Rink Rundown. And Lance, I would like to know uh, something about a rink that you have been to, either good or bad. Just just choose a rink on your radar uh, and uh, and tell, uh, tell the folks out there about it. Uh, maybe uh, give them a little uh, uh, insight as to uh, what to expect if they ever, ever find themselves there. Well, I will go with, uh, since I'm in Las Vegas right now, I will go with City National uh, Arena, which is the home of the Golden Knights. It's their practice facility. And Fine choice. I admit, it, it's impressive. I mean, you know, the rink, I mean, rinks are rinks. It was, they have two sheets of ice that look nice, but the place is obviously still very new, smells like new ice. And th the best part of all is it has a restaurant that overlooks both sheets of ice. And I have to admit, I'm, I was impressed with the quality of the food. It's a really nice restaurant. Um, you get uh, uh, waiter, waitress service, uh, so you could sit at a spot, watch your game, and have someone waiting on you and continually refilling your drinks, which was uh, nice. You know, not a lot of rinks have that. So that was, uh, that's been on the top of my mind. That, um, that Valencia needs to be a little bit more like that, even though Valencia is nice too. You know, uh, since you went nice, I, I was going to choose the Kraken uh, rink up in uh, Seattle uh, or um, uh, North Northgate, uh, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go sour. Uh, I'm going to go Billings, Montana, uh, the Toros rink. Uh, the last time I was there, we were supposed to be at a Planet Hockey uh, a week long camp. 
they had to cancel it because the compressor was spewing out ammonia into the, uh, it was like some EPA uh, uh, violation <laughs> and they couldn't keep the uh, ice uh, uh, frozen. Now, uh, you know, no matter what you think of any particular ice arena, frozen ice is one of the most important things that you are looking for when you go to play hockey. I mean, if you don't have it, do you know what you don't have, Coach? Or I'm sorry, not Coach, Lance? Uh, what, do you have slush? You don't have a no? hockey game. That's exactly right. You don't have a hockey game. I didn't mean to set that up. See, I was, I was throwing it to Coach. You can see I've got phantom coach syndrome. Uh, uh, anyway, but uh, uh, the last time we were there, it was spewing out an EPA hazard, supposedly, or that's what they told us. Uh, maybe, maybe they just didn't want to keep the ice cold. Uh, they canceled uh, the camp, and uh, and we uh, uh, we did not uh, get to uh, enjoy uh, Billings uh, Billings Ice Rink, uh, the home of the Toros, I believe. Uh, I'm not totally positive on that, but that's that's that was that was what I was told. That is disappointing, isn't it? Oh, it is, man. There's nothing like. Have you ever? gotten to a camp and found out it was canceled when you got there we have not that was, that yeah, was, the, that that was the first oh my gosh that was it was very very hard uh now i gotta tell you planet hockey boys they were pretty nice uh they gave us a longer camp the next year but we'd already flown in to this one so it's like um it was nice that they thought of us but at the same time it was uh, it was very inconvenient, uh, although I don't see how it would have been, you know, if, if the ice isn't freezing, you just can't have a, a camp. But uh, at the same time, that was probably one of the more frustrating uh, uh, trips I've ever taken uh, to watch my kids play hockey or to not watch my kids play hockey. Yeah, boy, you know, it's not like it's in your backyard. Boy, that would be disheartening to fly or drive all that way and nothing. Exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, so today I wanted to set the table with the idea of how much ice is too much ice or how much ice is not enough ice uh, for each level uh, of play, uh, A, uh, AA and AAA. Uh, I know that your teams uh, at the Kings and the Ducks probably had uh, very certain uh, practice times. Um, uh, I know that uh, the AA teams here in Valencia have a fairly innovative system. Uh, of ice uh, and i know that uh, a and b you know i just wanted to get your opinion on what, what do you believe is the right alchemy for getting the most development out of a team uh lance alexander can i throw that to you with uh, with the ab crowd first um hey i hear a ringing is someone oh my god door? do we have dave ralston in the house there was something that happened there Come on, Dave. Yes. I see you guys. Oh, starting. This is fantastic. You're mid you're mid session, uh, coach. You're even better. <laughs> we are we are exactly six minutes into the podcast, and uh and your appearance is uh the by the way, is the bright spot of the entire podcast. People that were about to leave or about to turn it off are now sticking around just in case you have something to say. Oh, well, they will be sorely uh, disappointed then. But Okay, uh, well, let me reset the table very quickly. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit today about how many hours of, and you probably, Dave, have the best idea on this. What is recommended uh, uh, for development? What do you think the best uh, system is uh, for AAA and AAA? How many hours do you have to be on the ice? And how many hours do you have to be in the gym or, or whatever? What do you think? Uh, especially for the lower levels, the mid levels, and the upper levels, what what would you 
uh, considered to be the most important. I was just throwing that to Lance on the lower levels. Uh, Lance, uh, uh, go ahead if you don't mind. All right. Well, at the lower levels, I mean, um, I, I guess there's two ways I could answer that question because I think from a team standpoint, I think most teams well, at the lower levels are going to say three days a week. Three days a week is the perfect number to get the kids uh, where they need to be and then ready for the game that week. Do you have a uh, half ice versus full ice uh, preference there, Lance? Do you think they need two full sheets of ice or do you think they just need one? I do not, until they get a little older, I do not, well, maybe even not even when they're older. I don't think you need a full sheet of ice because I can't tell you how many times our teams over the years rent a full sheet of ice and then the coach uses the corner for battle <laughs> drills the entire time. I have seen that happen. I have seen yeah. that, yes, yeah. Uh, but I'm like, but why are we I, for that? I do think that one full sheet a week does help team concept drills. Uh, Coach, do you have any uh, opinion on that? Or do you think that's uh, what Lance is saying is uh, half, go half sheet, uh, make it cheaper and uh, more accessible? Well, I, I think Lance is, um, you know, right that uh, plenty of coaches don't find a way to use a full sheet. But uh, um, I do think there's stuff you can't really do in a half sheet. Um, so ideally, if you can have one hour, at least out of your, if we're talking three now, now when we're talking about this, this amount of time though, we're, are we excluding games? Are we assuming there's that games are not included? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, when I set the table here and it was a, uh, it was a brief setting. Uh, what I believe I said was that it was, uh, uh practice hours uh, a week is what we we're looking at. What's the best schedule? Um, and for each of the levels, and, and since Lance has uh, done a little bit more AAA than, than you and I have, I was going to rely on him mainly for the AAA, but uh, I think the other two, you and I probably have enough experience to add something to the discussion. Mm -hmm. And actually, you know, you have, you have a lot of experience beyond that. So perhaps I'm limiting you, coach, a little too much. Uh, I'll stay to my lane. That'll be A and AA. No, you don't have to, to well, uh, all of our kids have played AAA at this point, so. Um, yeah, but the I, practice I, I, schedule on my AAA was awful. I'll, I'll explain. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. You did have, well, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're talking about a couple different teams now for you, right? So That's true. Uh, um, but, uh, well, USA Hockey says that there should be a three-to-one ratio between practice and games. Now, if you're playing two games on the weekend – then, and that's, let's say, you know, that's two hours uh, at least. Then if, you, then if USA Hockey is really, uh, you know, allowing for this three-to-one practice to, to game ratio, doesn't that mean you, you need to have like six sessions a week somehow? So I don't, but don't I, most know, teams play kind of one game a week these days? Um, well, I think in the A division, since we're staying in the A, B, 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 or whatever, you know, the lower divisions, I think that's once a week usually, but coach, uh, you're the, no, East that's Coast. a good point. I'm, you're I, the I, East coast guy on the East coast. Do they do things differently? Well, I, I guess I'm, I might be forgetting a little bit. Um, well, I will say this about the East coast, um, man, they pack in the games. They get, I know. Games in. Uh, that's what that, I'm trying to say. Yeah, I thought yeah. I was like, you said three to one. Well, on the East coast, maybe they play 18 games, uh, a month and, uh, therefore coach is right. You need there's a lot, practice. there's a lot of, a uh, lot of weekends where you go and play two games at, at least like okay. sometimes three, two, three. It, it's, it's, I've, you know, seen weekends where we went and played, you know, 
two teams on on one day and uh maybe i don't know maybe not but yeah a lot of a lot of like uh, saturday and sunday um going going to one place on saturday another place on sunday uh so so that's how they get 60 70 80 games um, yeah, because, yeah. because they they play a lot and, well uh, so if you're doing 2k if you like if you were out there uh and, and lance this goes to you as well if you were out there and your team your a team was doing two two games a weekend would you want to put your kid out there with a coach training him a couple more hours a week or do you think that that is just getting into a situation where you're overtraining your kid and you're you're giving him too much uh and he might not want to play as much uh by the time you know the season season's a long season you know what I meant, uh, boy, I'm probably going to hear it from some coaches out there. But uh, again, I'm focusing on youth hockey. So I'm, I'm thinking Mike squirt peewee. And I'm going to say the most development that the kids were getting at that age was in the games. So I would have been more of a proponent of more, more game time, less practice. So hmm. I would say if my kid's playing three times a week, you know, the, the two or three hours of practice a week along with it is just fine for me. Sounds great. Uh, coach. Yeah. I, I think uh, it depends on what, what you're seeing in the practice too. If, if you're, I just have a feeling like people at least, I, I, I think people have to trust a little bit of their instincts sometimes too. And if, if you're seeing practices where you just have a feeling like you're seeing variety and you're seeing, coaches mixing them up and, and trying a lot of different types of drills and things. And you're seeing, you know, some improvement in your kid. If it's just a lot of drudgery and, uh, and the kids are getting turned off from it because it's not fun enough, uh, especially at the young ages, then, then that's kind of a warning sign, I think. Well, we used to have this uh, guy, this Chinese uh, man uh, from the Chinese national team, uh, down at the Bears, uh, who used to put kids of all ages through a constant drilling of skating during public skate uh, at, at Pickwick. Uh, um, it was two hours, three times a week. And I remember uh, we used to go once a week, but there was one kid that went three times a week. Now, he was a pretty good player. I just don't know if you want to uh, do that to your kid uh, in the squirt, like this was a squirt level. I don't yeah. know if you want to do that or not. Uh, I'm just throwing it out there as an example. I am not advocating that you go find your own Chinese man and have him tell your kids what to skate on during public session for two hours a day. I am not. You know what I like about yes. him, Randy? Well, Tian, correct? Yeah, yeah. The, my favorite thing about him was the fact, do you remember how he ended every practice? Is he would take the kids' pulses and you couldn't yeah. leave until your heart rate was up to a certain degrees. Did I ever tell you what, what, what he always used to say about, uh, I have two boys, and did I ever tell you what he used to say about uh, both of them at no. the end of every practice, every practice? Oh, and I'm not going to say their names. So I'm going to, I'm going to say boy one. Oh, very good. Very hard worker. Very hard worker. Boy two. Oh, so slow. So <laughs> slow. Every time. Oh, oh slow. Oh. So slow. So feet, so, feet just not move. No move. So slow. Uh, so I, I, you know, and, and I, I, I began to actually feel a little sorry. Um, you know, like every time I go up to him, I know, I knew what he was going to say. I, uh, boy one, oh, work out very hard. Uh, boy two, oh, so slow. Yeah, yeah. And I was, uh, I was like, oh man. But boy two, uh, just so we all know, uh, turned out to be uh, much uh, like a fantastic player. Uh, just in his year, early years. If you're to believe, Tien, 
he was very slow. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Tien, I think, is an example of if the he connected with or or he was very valuable to the right type of kid. And now, you know, and I want to give him some credit on on certain things. He was like one of the first people that I ever came in contact with as a coach who had broken down things. You know, if you remember his like his stick handling drills, he had like eight different uh, core stick handling moves that he would drill the kids on after the practices. And that was another thing. If, if the kids wanted to at no extra cost, he would sit there and drill them, run them through these drills for like another 30, 45 minutes. Yeah, no, he broke down the forms. Uh, he really did. He, he had a forms uh, for every move that you made with your stick. Yeah, and he and would, he, show, he would yeah. show the kids how to do that. And oh, the, also the, <laughs> I don't know if you recall when he went and um, had made a bunch of um, metal pucks. Were you, did you ever witness no, that? No, oh, I yeah. wasn't there for that. <laughs> he had these metal pucks that weighed uh, a lot built. And then he would have the kids out there drilling on that because they were so heavy that uh, I guess, you know, that helped build up your wrist strength. So he was sort of like uh, very focused on strength and fitness and uh, that kind of stuff with kids that were pretty young. So on one hand, I think it's interesting that, you know, uh, maybe he just came from a place where they, you know, the idea of uh, little kids working very hard um, is a very, is sort of a culturally um, natural thing. Lance, some- I, Lance, I think Raleigh's about to get in trouble with the audience. I, just let me, let me, uh, let me foreshadow this. Well, I'm just, I'm breaking, thinking of no, no, thinking break- of people like Jackie Chan. You know, you, you know anything about Jackie Chan's like upbringing? You know, since uh-huh. he was like a little kid, right? Yeah, keep was, going. Yeah, he was, uh, um, you know, he basically was put to work training to be an acrobat. And um, I, you know, don't think that we have that as much here in the states. I mean, maybe you could argue that, like girls that do gymnastics uh, it's a similar type of thing that people, oh, I, people, I totally agree with that yeah some people question i was uh, gonna say randy can he get any more trouble than that that attempt you guys made at a chinese accent oh hey, no yeah, yeah. no my my chinese accent is basically going to submarine the entire a- episode however if people uh, knew tian uh, though yeah, it was so Tien, close to being was, right off what i'm trying to say is this is not an insult to the man uh we loved him uh, but he would, he would, just, he sounded a little, a little bit like that. And I was glad that Ralston was digging into the child labor of China uh, so that I would get I'm out of it. Basically, child labor. I mean, that's a different thing. I'm, I'm just I saying think that's oh, what boy. I heard. Uh, no, that's I'm, what I heard, I'm Coach. saying the I idea that, 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 you that should... child labor is okay in okay. China and that's the, where it should stay. That's, that's what I not heard. what I said. I said Damn that it. uh, it's uh, <laughs> culturally a little bit, uh, the idea of like, that little kids can be tasked to work, you know, on physical fitness very hard and maybe beyond what they find enjoyable or or fun uh, was not something that he uh, spent any time worrying about. (laughs) So you're, you brought your eight-year-old out and that eight-year-old was going to be, you know, tasked to do very, very difficult stuff for an hour. And if you're willing to take them for two and three hours, not every kid, it didn't work for every kid, I guess. Oh, no. Is, is no, what I, I found. It, and I, the, I totally agree with uh, Now, Tien got in trouble because uh, uh, you, you you know why you got in trouble. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, I, it, I mean, well, let's not leave people with the idea that anything untoward happened. There were no. certain parents that found uh, 
you know, he would do certain things to get kids' attention. You he know, would pinch their arms. He, that's what I'd heard. Was the, the different stuff that supposedly, right. yeah. You can't touch a kid. Uh, and I, I, by the way, I, uh, you know, I, I, I think he should ask before, you know, like as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, pinching my kid's uh, arm because to get his attention is fine with me. Um, uh, but I do understand that touching another person's child uh, when you are an adult, that is, that is, um, that is a line. And, and that is what I, I think uh, some people didn't understand. Uh, uh, I think that was a, a breakdown. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I think he, he um, um, uh, got in trouble uh, in a kind of modern world. Um, even though I, I certainly, uh, I, I certainly didn't think that there was anything mean spirit. You know, he was a, he was a very nice uh, older yeah, man. No, he was, and, I mean, the, yeah. the, you, we could, we could make quite a testimonial out of, uh, and, and, and I mean, he had no, uh, no end to the number of people that were devoted fans of his in terms of parents that, that, you know, had their kids work out with him. Yeah. Uh, don't, haven't, haven't heard where he is recently. I hope he's doing well. Um, you know, he's, uh, I mean, he's a guy who looked a lot younger than he actually was, but, uh, he had some kind of medical stuff, but I haven't heard, heard much about him lately. Have you guys heard anything? Lance, Lance you heard anything? I have not heard anything, but I will say this too, because my kids, used to go see him and uh like you said i mean i i get it there's there's a line there that you can't cross but at least as it related to my kids he had never done anything what i would consider abusive it was more like uh you know it was more like a teacher like yelling at a kid to get their attention uh you know my kids are always they've always been very open and communicate and they you know and whatever he did they laughed at it you know, at eight. Yeah, nine, yeah. So it wasn't like they came back crying and their arms were all bruised. No, there, there was a lot of kids like your sons and uh, and my son that, um, you know, I was like, does he do that? He's like, oh yeah. <laughs> but he, you know, it, uh, I don't think our kids were the type that would put off by that. Like, well, oh, yeah, it was pinched, awfully cool. My neck. Yeah. It was <laughs> awfully cool that, like, I, I remember. Uh, he would have like 20 little hockey kids sometimes running drills in and out of this public session and just screaming yeah. around this section. And it, it was pretty impressive to look at. I mean, if you just, if you were just uh, uh, like on the side, now, now do we want to like, uh, yeah. you, you know, I know you enjoy anytime I, I say some, some stuff that, um, that might be oh, controversial. Take us to the edge, please. Well, well I'm not sure I'm just going to go that far, but uh, boy, I, I sure did enjoy it because man, this has been a pet peeve of mine forever. Like the public session, what happens in like almost every rink and every public session, the entire middle of the rink is taken up by, um, you know, two, uh, two figure skating coaches who have their little tutor, uh, the, the, their little, uh, little darling. Yeah, well, whatever. I, uh, that's not the right word. <laughs> but, I'm going you know, with darling. They're ballerinas that they're students uh and and they're there you know doing uh spins and uh whipping their you know their toes around and and what i you know for once i was like right on like here's this guy and he's he's roping off with cones just the end of the ice and he's got literally 20 kids running in there and of course what happened at the rink the uh the um figure skating coaches all band together and went and complained and uh this guy used to get up and uh, open the rink in the morning at like 5 a.m. 
and he would run sessions at like on Saturday and Sunday when nobody wanted to be there at like four from four to six. And, uh, and these freaking coaches went and complained and they took away his ice time and wouldn't let him do the, uh, the, those sessions anymore. And I was just like, ah, for, for a brief moment, the hockey players, you know, fought back and he was, you know, he led the charge where we reclaimed a little bit of the, the ice in the, the public session, but then sure enough, it was taken back away from us. And then a patch of the ice uh, was taken back. Ah, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know that. Uh, I did know that there's of course uh, a, a rivalry between the, uh, <laughs> the, you know, the, the figure skaters and the hockey skaters, but uh, I didn't, didn't know that. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to push this on to double A. Uh, I was going to talk just a little bit about uh, the system up here um where double a gets uh like between four and a half and five hours uh and they put two teams on the ice sometimes uh and they run a lot of battle drills um and basically uh you know over over a year uh your kid gets about oh i don't know what is that uh 20 25 30 weeks 30 times uh two you get about 60 more hours on the ice and they also don't cut the ice between some of these so they take an extra 10 or 15 minutes for that um, and so, you know, like over a season, uh, your kid will get like, um, uh, you know, up to a hundred hours more on the ice, uh, in this program. And I think it's produced really good results. Uh, but this is at the double a level. Um, that's usually two hours at a time. You'll, you kids will practice, uh, two days, two hours a day, uh, and then one full ice. And then, you know, um, and sometimes, uh, three on three on the pond. Uh, what do you guys uh, think about, because a lot of these programs are still only three hours at AA. Uh, what do you think about the, the system that Pavel has up here in uh, Valencia? I mean, I think probably the more ice time, the better, right? I know at Bantams, uh, and, uh, the higher levels, there's programs that are running ice five, six days a week. Yeah, no, I, I really like it. I, you know, what, I, what I'm doing, I'm, I'm kind of an advocate. Uh, I think uh, that what uh, what they've got going here produces better individual players um, uh, because they have more time to develop. Um, and it's it, it has to be used, by the way, coach. I'm not saying that, you know, just more time always equals better hockey. Uh, you have to use your time right. But um, wh what do you think about the, the way they put a couple of teams on the ice and they basically share the ice between two teams and, and get your get the kids a little bit more time uh, yeah. in practice? Well I, I mean, to, to, so I think we need to clarify for people what exactly you're talking about. Um, what you're talking about is that this particular coach was coaching multiple teams of, of different age groups. And so what he did was he would have team A that was, let's say, lower level and team B, the next level up, and he's coaching both of them. And they have the first team has to practice from five to six. And the second team has to practice from six to seven. So what does he do? He says, I'm going to combine and I'm going to give your kid two hours on the ice because I'm going to put them on you for your hour. And we're also going to, and I'm also going to bring my other team on for that hour. And then you will also stay on the ice for the second hour. And more than that, I won't even have them cut the ice. So we'll get even more ice time. So yeah. he was the type of guy that um, put that type of thought into it. And uh, I have nothing but respect for that. And uh, you know, for him and, and uh how we approach things and, and articulated that to the parents in advance. And not every coach has that opportunity, but he, uh, but he put, you know, he runs that program there or, or did when we were there. And um, yeah, I, it's, it's very smart. 
Uh, well, he has the other get... coach. Uh, he has the other coaches do the same thing now, uh, because when we got our schedule for, you know, we're not with uh, Pavel uh, in Pee Wee's yet, uh, and mm-hmm. and he's running the same schedule. He's running uh, two, yeah. two teams. So um, yeah, so yeah. he's he's yeah. brought that to the to the program. Yeah. And he's general. brought it to the program. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and you know, it does a lot of other things that are interesting. Like uh, uh, another thing he did, a little off topic, but like when you play for that team, um, he would have the kids uh, at a certain age. I think we were doing we were playing there at Bantams. Have them like you go away, and in a lot of teams, you know, you just you, like we're going here for the weekend, so we're you know, it's some place that requires uh, air travel and hotel or something, or some far distance away, and it's like, well, you go there with your kid, and you uh, you know, get a room, and you know, make sure that they're they have a place to stay, and then you know, show up at the rink. Whereas he would have the the kids stay four to a room uh, usually. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. My recollection. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And just do things like that where it was, uh, you know, he's kind of getting the kids to maybe grow up a little bit and see what it's going to be like if they continue up in the upper levels of hockey that, that, you know, you're going to be rooming with a teammate and then he would have team meals instead of, you know, going to a place, uh, he'd, he'd, uh, you know, um, basically go out and, buy a bunch of food and have a team meal in the, in the hotel, as opposed to everybody just sort of having to go and get whatever they wanted to eat the, you know, separately. And so. then he'd watch them eat the salads. I remember. I, yeah. uh, I, I still remember <laughs> a bunch of bantams uh, lingering over their uh, raspberry vinaigrettes um, for a long right. time. Yeah. A lot, a lot of there's, you find out which, which are the really picky eaters pretty fast. A lot of lingering too. And uh <laughs> So, um, yeah, uh, it, it just shows you that certain coaches um, put a lot of time and effort and thought into things and they try and impart their their philosophy that that goes beyond hockey. I mean, that was the other thing he was trying to do was you know, tell he was trying to get kids to eat correctly, to eat, um, you know, some uh, a well-balanced meal, let's say, and eat vegetables and stuff like that. And, and coaches do have, he's not the first one that, that I think we encountered that was doing that. Um, I think, uh, I think at the bears, uh, if I recall, there's some coaches there that were doing similar type of things where they were just trying to mandate that like, look, you gotta, you gotta have nutrition and, uh, reminds me of the, the, the guest we had that was, you know, talking about nutrition. I mean, I think nutrition is something that's, certainly important to higher level athletes. And, uh, if you're trying to make a little mini athlete, um, if you can get them to eat right, um, that can definitely improve their performance or at least give them a, you know, a little bit of a competitive advantage. Okay. Uh, we're coming up against think, a, we're coming up against a hard break. Uh, I want to thank all of you for listening to the youth hockey podcast and in, uh, in, uh, in, in, in sunsetting this uh, episode, I would like to ask each of you what your favorite. Uh, bumper music or most appropriate bumper music you think uh, is in in hockey right now. I will go with Foreigner, Cold as Ice. Lance? Oh, boy, really put me on the spot here. I um, know. I love doing that to you at the end of any episode. like Because Lance hasn't talked in a while, so I know he's got to be thinking. So, Lance? Uh, okay, how about, I forgot what group it was. What about War? 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 Good war? Yeah, yeah. Uh, was that James Brown or was it? I don't know. Okay, we'll we'll have it by next episode. Coach Raleigh? 
Uh, who let the dogs out? I don't know. Who uh, let the dogs out, especially if you're on the ice dogs. Thank you all for listening. And remember to send your comments, your questions, your authoritative racist uh, messages, or authoritative accusations of that this this podcast was racist to <laughs> youthhockeypodcast at, at gmail.com, youthhockeypodcast at gmail.com. We really appreciate all of you listeners, and we will see you soon. Remember to visit Gabe Gifford Hockey. The link is in the description and the webpage below.